The first principle is that you must not fool yourself because you are the easiest person to fool. And this is exactly what people make mistakes in in property investment. Old versus new, they absorb content and make the wrong decision. I'm going to be talking about whether you should buy established old properties or whether you should buy new properties, which is best. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. So I'm going to go through um, the pros and cons of old versus new um, properties across various dimensions, growth, depreciation, tenant appeal, maintenance, um, government incentives, value add, and land to asset ratio. Okay, so there's these seven factors that are so important, pros and cons, stick around to the end. This is going to probably completely change the way that you think about property investing. All right, so the first one is growth. Now, if anyone is trying to do a service for you in real estate, is trying to educate you or help you find or buy a property, and they only sell you brand new properties right from the get-go, I'm going to say very clearly that it is because they are getting paid by the developer or the builder to sell that property. So how it works is I'm not, but let's say I'm a, a developer or builder, I've built you know, many house and land packages, or I'm going to build many house and land packages, I've got the land, I need someone to sell these. So I have a long standing relationship with a buyer's agent or property investment company. I'd love to name them guys, but I can't, I'll get sued for that. Um, and then that basically that buyer's agent or property investment company, fake it to their clients that they are doing the right thing by them, where in reality, they're just selling this house and land package or off the plan apartment or townhouse to them that I am paying them to do. Okay, so you've got the client, you've got the buyer's agent, and you've got the developer. The developer is paying money to the buyer's agent to sell that stock to the client. But the buyer's agent to the client will say, look, you know, this is a growth corridor, great depreciation benefits, it's going to grow really well, easy to get tenants, there'll be a rental guarantee, all these sorts of things. As soon as you hear depreciation, as soon as you hear rental guarantee, as soon as you hear growth corridor, as soon as you hear population growing in this area, as soon as you hear get out of the nine to five in 10 years easy, that should be putting up red flags. Guys, I know that you see these ads, you might be referred to people like this from your friends or family who are well-intentioned and you might think that look PK I found one that's a little bit different they seem so authentic so genuine you know yes they sell new houses but you know these these people are, are unique they are not unique there are more than 1,000 companies in Australia that um, operate in this way that's kind of like a initial hook for them ultimately to sell you a house and land package because they get paid, get this, forty dollars or $50,000 from the developer to offload properties to you and they might get paid by you as well or they may not get paid by you, right? Sometimes they do it for free and that should ring alarm bells because why on earth would they do it for free? Really, they're getting paid by the developer. 
conflict of interest, don't do it. I went off on a tangent, but here's the thing, growth, a new property will always, always, always underperform in terms of growth. Now, the reason for that is two things. The first thing is that these new properties are generally in areas where there is a lot of land, hence the developer is able to pr produce so many house and land packages or townhouses. There's a lot of land, a lot of building approvals, supply coming on and on and on is the enemy of growth. In economics, economics is all about the scarcity principle. When a unit or a good or service is scarce, then its price increases. Now, if you're being sold, and I get these messages every single day on my Facebook group, I get these messages every single day. People DM me, they're saying, hey, PK, what do you think about this? It's in Logan Lee, it's a duplex, um, you know, $780 a week rent, how can I go wrong? Um, they, they say, I've got this great opportunity that a buyer's agent is giving me an Ipswich in Queensland or in Morton Bay, Mango Hill or Narangba or, or North Lakes or um, Caboolture or Morayfield in the um, Sydney context as well in outskirts or in, in Melbourne out towards Melton, blocks and blocks and blocks of land. And, and you're sort of thinking, hey, I'm looking at the price. Prices are increasing. So what's wrong with this? Right. Prices are only increasing because the developer is artificially increasing the land, um, the, the price of the land. When the developer leaves, when they're done and dusted, their acres of land, not maybe in that estate, but around that estate, supply is the enemy of growth. OK, so these areas don't perform as well as established properties because by nature, they're in the outskirts of a city where there's less demand. People only live in those outskirts because they have to. Like, let's be real. They only live there because that's the only place they can afford it. You know, if, if you live there, that's fine. And or if you've considered investing there, that's fine. But let's be real. Those are the areas that perform the worst, especially in a downturn. Right. Don't fail to see the forest from the trees right now. We're in a boom. It's not always going to be in that way. The fringe areas of a city correct the most they crash the most in a downturn or when property prices come down back to earth again all right so that's the first reason second reason is land to asset ratio land to asset ratio simply means that we need to be buying of the purchase price let's say 400k property we want to be buying the land component we want the land to be valued at at least 60 percent of that all right because it's land that appreciates not the building the building is what depreciates, okay? That's accounting 101. It's the land that increases. So if you're paying four, five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars for a piece of land that's 300, 400, even 500 square meters, you really shouldn't be doing that, right? And you might be thinking, hey, PK, but I'm getting great rent on this. It's positively geared, all that kind of thing. Doesn't matter. Positive gearing by itself is not going to get you out of your nine to five. You also need growth. You need both things to build a portfolio. All right. So those two things um, are why we really shouldn't invest in brand new properties nine times out of 10. <clears throat> nine times out of 10, buying a brand new property is not a good idea. And the second reason is it's not a good idea is depreciation. Now you're probably thinking, well, I think you're making a mistake, PK, because actually brand new properties have more depreciation than established properties. So that boosts my cash flow. I save on tax. Standard rhetoric by these property investment companies that you might have absorbed and also be convinced about. The reality is that when you sell that property, 
whether it's in five years time or 10 years time or 20 years time, you need to pay half of that depreciation back, you know, 45 to 50% of that depreciation back to the ATO, to the Australian tax office. Okay, when you sell, you need to pay that back. It's not free money. So let's say you've accumulated $10,000 of depreciation benefit per year. You're probably thinking high fives all around. I'm making positive cash flow. This is great. Saving tax. This is what it's all about. $10,000 per year for 10 years, $100,000. When you sell that property, you're going to have to give $45,000, if not a little bit more, back to the ATO all in one lump sum. Now think about it. Do you really want to do that? That's a, that's a huge liability to carry on your back. And none of these property investment companies, I don't care if they start with the name Freedom or they start with the name Positive or they start with whatever name, they don't tell you this because that is their marketing tactic. Depreciation, depreciation, depreciation for non-educated property investors. They're thinking, I'm buying because my accountant said I make too much money. I need to save tax. Let's buy a brand new home. Not a good idea. All right. Buying a brand new house is like buying a brand new Mercedes GLC. Um, out of the dealership, as soon as you come out of the dealership, it depreciates, it's lost its value, okay, and that's only in that depreciation you need to give back as well after 10 years or whenever you sell, so it's like a double whammy, it's really not a good idea, so that's the second one, growth, depreciation, both bad, and here's the thing, established properties, you actually do get depreciation, it's not that you don't get any depreciation, most established properties, you know, that are 10, 20, 30 years old actually have some depreciation. So it's not that you, there's no point getting a schedule done. You should definitely get a schedule and save tax on an established property as well. You can, in fact, get a positive cash flow property that's established with depreciation that makes it negative, even though it's actually positive because depreciation is a non-cash expense. You're not actually paying anyone, right? And that way you save tax as well. So you get the best of both. All right, so that's really important to note. Depreciation is a side benefit. It's a bonus. It's an externality of property investing. It is not a strategy. Okay, number three, tenant appeal. So now you're thinking, all right, so you're trying to sell us PK on, you should buy established properties. You're trying to sell us that depreciation is not a good idea. But hey, I'm super risk averse. I'm, I'm super busy. I don't want any tenant problems. I know that if I have a brand new property, Tenants are going to be easy to find. Okay, that's what you're thinking. This is not true. This is not true. Take a place like a Pimpama, for example. Lots of property investment companies getting their clients into that area. This is in Queensland, between the Gold Coast and <clears throat> and uh, Brisbane, around that Coomera area. You know, hectares and hectares and hectares of house and land packages being built. In Pimpama, there are more than 60% of all properties are actually investment properties now. So ask yourself, if more than half of all properties are owned by investors, then there's going to be a hell of a lot of competition between landlords. That doesn't bode well for rents to rise, right? And that doesn't bode well for when your tenant does leave. A new person will have so much selection of who to go with, all right? Um, so it's not necessarily the case that a brand new property commands a rental premium or is easier to get a tenant all of my properties i must confess all my properties have been established i'm not making this statistic up in the last let's just call it 10 11 years i've probably had across nine residential properties not not including the commercial i probably had about five weeks of vacancy 
Okay, I, I didn't make that up. There's no way for me to prove that to you. But five weeks of vacancy. If you buy an established property in the right area, a type of dwelling that the tenants actually demand, vacancy rates are low, rents are rising, there is a science behind how you can do this, then you will not experience any vacancy or much vacancy at all. And rents will rise every year. So that's a huge myth when people say it's easier to get tenants or that rents are higher in, in new properties. Not true. And then they'll say, here's a rental guarantee. All right, let me guarantee you. I'm so confident this is a good property investment. That I'll guarantee that you'll get um, X rent. You know, and, and that really makes people happy because if you're a new investor, you're super risk averse. The thing that's on your mind is what if I can't get a tenant? Standard, standard objections, right? And when someone says, all right, here's the carrot. I'll give you a rental guarantee. You're like, all right, well, I can't really get better than this. In fact, when I first started, I was very similar. Actually, a rental guarantee is baked into the purchase price. So if someone's saying, okay, we'll guarantee rents $600 a week for the next three years or five years, they've already baked that into the purchase price. So you've already paid for it. All right. But even more importantly, or more notably, you need to understand that once that rental guarantee finishes, rents will go back to the market. So if the area fundamentally isn't good, which you have no idea of telling if it's a brand new area in most instances, then the market rent will come down after three or five years. And that's when you'll really start suffering. And then the property investment company is not going to be there for you to, for you to cry on, right? They're not going to provide you a shoulder to cry on. That's a transaction for them. All right. So that's the third thing, tenant appeal. Then there's another thing you're like, all right, PK, I'm, I get it. Growth, depreciation, tenants. I get it. New property is not great. But what about maintenance? You know, I don't want these headaches of a new oven or new... Um, like roof leaking or this and that hot water system. I don't want those headaches. Look, the reality is that a brand new property is going to be lower maintenance. I'll be honest <clears throat> with you. A brand new property is going to be lower maintenance than an established property. But ask yourself this. Would a brand new property for the first seven years, let's say, won't have much maintenance problems. Let's say $500 a year. An established property, an old property, 10, 20, 30 years old, my, we normally budget for $1,500 of maintenance, but let's be super risk averse and say $2,000 of maintenance cost a year. So over a course of um, 10 years, 2,000 times 10 equals 20,000. For a brand new property, let's say 500 a year times 10 equals 5,000. So the difference 20 minus 5 is 15,000. So yes, you've saved $15,000 of maintenance costs over 10 years by buying a brand new property. But how much growth have you sacrificed? You have sacrificed according to location and according to the land to asset ratio, which I started off by talking about. You've sacrificed hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not only that, you've sacrificed rents increasing. You've sacrificed vacancy. One week of vacancy is $500. You know, you've sacrificed so much to get that $15,000 less maintenance over 10 years. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Okay. So that's number four. Number five is value add. So, you know, if you're brand new, you're probably thinking, oh, look, I don't really want to take all the trouble of subdividing or renovating or splitting or developing or, you know, fancy strategies. I'll leave that to someone else. That's what you think right now. I was the same when I first started. I was like, I don't want to do all that stuff. I don't even know how to do it. Right. And then fast forward 10 years, we're doing commercial developments. Right. You don't know where you will go. After you buy one property, two properties, three properties, your risk 
um, sorry, your confidence will increase, your skills will increase, then you'll want to, you know, really squeeze out the juice from every site, from every property. You'll want to make more of it and you'll regret buying a brand new property that you could add no value to. Okay, established properties you can add value to, make more money, put in a very simple example, put in 20k into a reno, make 70, 80k. All right, take that equity out, use it for a deposit for the second house. For brand new property, you can't do that. It's just not possible. All right, so you're kind of limiting your your options if you buy brand new property um, in the way of value add. And really what I, I want to finish off with, right, the, really the last thing that I want to finish off is if you're very lazy, then that is why generally people prefer brand new properties. There's a property investment company, you know, you, you might have a friend or a broker who illegally is telling you to to buy this uh, brand new property or this estate or they have a tie up with a builder or developer. Your friends have done the same. If you're lazy, that's what you'll do. You know, there's a property investment company that's going to handle everything for you. Rental guarantee, low maintenance, great, great, great tax benefit, depreciation, tick, 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 tick. You know, it's it's classic. It's a classic mistake. All right. But that is the mentality that you probably have right now that I'm. this is so easy. Why wouldn't I do this? Guys, if you actually want to make money, if you actually want to build passive income, if you actually want to get out of the rat race, it's not necessarily going to happen in five years or maybe even 10 years. It takes time, right? Um, if you actually want to do this properly, you will realize that you cannot buy brand new property after brand new property and expect to build a six-figure passive income or even a, a seven um, or even a $70,000 or $80,000 passive income in 10-15 years time by buying brand new properties. You need to get educated, right? You need to understand what it actually takes. If you're lazy, you're not going to achieve that end goal. No one ever has in Australia by just buying properties from property investment company one after another and, you know, magically in 10-15 years time being able to leave the workforce. That has never happened, all right? And that's why most of these property investment companies have no reviews because it's very transactional. You know, they take your money, sell you the house, you realize five years later, initially you high five, you know, the euphoria of your first property investment. Five years later, you realize didn't do much and it's like, oh crap, you know, I need to educate myself now. This is a reality and I'm just trying to add value because I've, in Australia, there's not many ways to make money. You know, in places like um, overseas and Southeast Asia and other America, there's other ways to make money. Uh, retail private equity, um, fixed interest loans, and other things like that. Um, but in Australia, basically every makes everyone makes money through real estate. You know this, I know this. And it's very easy for property investment companies to dangle that new house and land package, new townhouse in front of you because you've seen other people become successful not realizing how they actually did it. And you go for that carrot and you regret it. So hopefully this value... Um, this video actually brings you some value, guys. I, I don't mean to be on a bit of a negative tone, but this is the reality. Established properties beat brand new properties every day of the week, unless you're the developer, unless you found the land, you've built it, you've gained the development approval, you've done everything yourself in an infill area, not out in, in the sticks, in an infill area surrounded by established suburbs. That is okay, but if that is not what you're doing, then established properties will make you the most money. No one cares about your financial future, your money, 
as much as you do, these property investment companies, even though you think that uh, you found a great one, a great deal, they're a dime a dozen, there's no scarcity, regardless of what the marketing brochures say. Hopefully this is a added value, guys, and I wish you all the very best. Thank you.